The Mom Babe community started from a simple observation. Moms want more. We have the best job in the world, but we are also running the world while cleaning up the kitchen. You're listening to the Mom Babe podcast, where every day we are serving up coffee in one hand and confidence in the other. We're your hosts, Christina and Carolyn, founders of the Mom Babes, sisters, coaches, and moms. We're here to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to show up each day as your best self. Whatever season of motherhood you're rocking, we are here, right alongside you. No judgment, no eye rolls. Save those for our kids. We believe motherhood is better together, so we are inviting you to come sit at our table. This podcast will give you your daily dose of, girl, you got this, because we know motherhood is hectic, exhausting, and straight up hard. So let's not do this alone. Whether you're folding laundry, commuting to work, or wrangling three kids to get their shoes on, just know you're doing one hell of a good job. Remember, you matter. And so do your dreams, your desires, and your priorities. We are here to tell you, you can have it all. Girl, you're a mom, babe. Let's get this kitchen party started. Grab your cup, because we're going to fill it up. Hey, mom babes, welcome back. It's me, Christina. I am back in my walk-in closet with my PSL in hand, and I am so excited to chat today. Happy Friday. For me, yes, it's Friday. We have just finished our first week back to school. Uh, All week long, I have been singing the George Michaels song, like, freedom! It has been, like, just... Oh, I've been lo- I've been loving just having some time and space to myself. So, uh, which allows me to hop on the podcast and introduce our first guest. So, babes, we have a fun one here today. I am here with Caroline Carter Smith, and I first met Caroline <laughs> on her front doorstep. <laughs> I was out for a walk with her sister in law, and she said. My sister-in-law just had a baby and we just need to stop in and check on her because she's a new mom. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's walk on by. So then we live a few houses apart and we're out and uh, Caroline comes out of the house and she walks out. There's this gorgeous blonde and she's in jeans. Like I stress <laughs> jeans because I don't know any moms who would be roughly maybe, you know, two weeks postpartum who would put on jeans. And I'm like, you're amazing. You're in jeans. Keep up the good work. And also, by the way, I have moms over to my house. We drink coffee. Uh, so come over to my house so we can be friends and I'll feed you donuts. I'm fun. You look fun because you're in jeans. And like, let's be friends. So after pretty much forcing my friendship on her to come and hang out, uh, she showed up for uh coffee club at my house and I feel like you know we have been friends ever since and um after we were hanging out she had one of my favorite things that um I still laugh about all the time is she told me about how she had named her hemorrhoids during (laughs) pregnancy (laughs) Donald Rump and I was like that's it like dead and we are going to talk to caroline she also used to moonline as a comedian so um because babes like she's just comedy gold so without further ado let me welcome caroline carter smith i honestly thank you for having me christina and i i really do love it when um hemorrhoids make an appearance in my in my introduction um and yeah it was it was Donald Rump and Jared Tushner uh, were the two of them. And they are, <laughs> they were the gifts of, of my child that keep on giving. Yeah. <laughs> One out of ten. <laughs> it's very funny. You, you mentioned uh, the the genes. I think many of us through through COVID are having a, a new relationship with, with what my sister calls hard pants and soft pants. And, uh, <laughs> I'm in a very soft pant phase of my life. So the jeans are, are no more and I'm definitely in, in soft pants, no hard pants. No, yeah, no, agreed. I'm in Lululemons uh, <laughs> as well myself. I was actually kind of sad because I pretty much just wear jean shorts like all summer long. And now I'm like, oh, I have to put pants on again. <laughs> so. Soft pants, soft pants. Soft pants. 
Microsoft fans. So I guess, do you want to give a little introduction, um, sort of who you are and what you do? Oh, I'm not sure I can, I can top yours, uh, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm Caroline. And uh, as Christina mentioned, we, we found um, our way to one another through the wonderful journey of motherhood. Christina was uh, more experienced than me with uh, Quinn being her, her little second and um, me having my first baby uh, whilst also moving to Squamish. And in addition to being a mom, which is um, probably my most challenging role to date. Uh, I also run a boutique uh, communications firm called C-Suite Content, and I spend my days working with the CEOs of, of quite large companies, you know, in the realm of, of billion-dollar companies in many cases, um, helping them with their uh, PR and communications and, and really just sharing their values and their vision with a broader audience. Um, so, you know, I think it's a testament to to how tricky motherhood can be that I find uh, that role more challenging than, you know, wrangling CEOs and um, I'm working in that field. <laughs> well, yes, and one of the parts that I found so brave of you when um, I guess it would have been, I guess, just over a year ago is that you didn't you didn't really even take a lot of time off. Like you didn't take your full your maternity leave? No, no, I didn't take a mat leave besides, uh, I guess I took three months, like six weeks kind of hardcore, um, you know, turned off my slack, although secretly was like on it and definitely was still like secretly slacking from the delivery room. Um, and, you know, and I want to be careful talking about this because I don't want to glorify that. Like, I, I think, you know, I think like, you know, I did it. It was a choice I made. And, um, and then, yeah, I went back sort of more regularly after, after three months. Um, but you know, I don't, I'm not saying that that's like, you know, so hardcore and I'm such a badass for doing that. I think, um, I think, you know, for me as an entrepreneur, and I think a lot of other entrepreneurial women face this, you just don't have that, um, you know, in many cases it is a choice, but you don't have that security blanket of, of pain into EI or having um, mat leave. And we're so lucky in Canada. I mean, I think about folks in the U.S. where six weeks is kind of the norm or the standard and it's pretty mind boggling. Um, but, yeah, that's the choice I made, you know, and, and I think um, for me it, it worked and it was I was able to do it because I have an incredible team and I put systems in place and I'm happy to talk about what those are. But um, it definitely wasn't easy either. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm wary of being like, women can do it all. I'm like, we can be so hardcore. Like, yes, we can. It doesn't mean we should. And it doesn't mean it's necessarily right or wrong. It's just the choice that, that I made or that I sort of had to make by virtue of what I do for a living. Yeah. I think that's something I've learned through all of this is that you, you can, you can have it all. If you want it, you can have it all. You don't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can have it all. And I think too, and in, in all honesty, like I remember having my first, like you have no idea what's ahead. You don't even know what the next day is going to look like. So like in all joking aside, when you're sitting, you know, a few hours postpartum, you know, checking, checking your emails and checking things, you, you don't even, you don't even know what you don't know. So yeah. <laughs> You're doing that because you're like, well, this is this is who I am. This is what I do, and and then then the then the crying and every and the milk comes in and all oh, the things, yeah. you know, all the yeah. things. But, so true. I mean, I remember in my business, I'm like um, often kind of the problem solver. So we joke that I have this like ulterior persona called Marilyn, which is like mean, mean Caroline. And it's like, I get called in sometimes for like the hard client conversations or just sort of troubleshooting on a call or whatever. And I remember it was like my first, you know, week or two back and I was brought onto a client call and you know, I'm, I'm sharp. Like that's kind of, I, I, or, you know, not always, but in client situations, yeah. I'm, that's sort of where I tend to excel. Um, and certainly lots of other areas where I don't excel, but, um, but yeah, I remember getting like called out like, Oh, you know, Caroline, what do you think? Because it was like a tricky situation that was coming up. And it was like, there was nothing in my mind. Like, I just was like, I, I, I was like, Oh, uh, words. Um, thing like I just literally had nothing and it was my first real experience of how motherhood actually shaped you know the way I was thinking and changed my neural pathways and my ability to respond in real time and it was super shocking because I I just hadn't been thrown into that situation and I realized oh my gosh I'm not 
I'm not where I was prior to having my child right now. And uh, I definitely should not be this person in our business for the next little bit <laughs> until I'm leaving. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Like, it was funny. Even today, I had um, a podcast um, interview set up with um, a woman, and she's in Toronto. And so she, the three hour time change. And I had to sort of reschedule. And I'm like, can we reschedule for 10 a.m.? And she's like, I thought we were at 10 a.m. And I'm like, no, like, P- like Eastern. And then she's like, no, no, like one, one Eastern. And I'm like, yeah, like 11 to, oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no, I can't, I can't do math. Like, just never mind. Like, just undo, delete, don't even read this. And I'll see you in 40 minutes online because like, you, you just can't, your brain sometimes just, you think you have it all, but you know, it's, that's the mental load too, where you're just yeah. have so many other things on the brain that, you know, who's getting lunches and who needs to be picked up and, and what needs to be cleaned up. And, and then at the same time, um, you're answering emails and I think finding too during this I guess yeah during the pandemic you know how it's that stop start all day long where you're focused on one thing and then you're pulled away and then you've got to go do something else and 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 then you're back answering emails again and then you're cleaning up goldfish and putting someone down for a nap and then you're coming back to another zoom call and so yeah it's a whole new it's a whole new world like Aladdin would say It is. It is. Like it's, um, you know, and I think for me, the biggest lesson through this first, you know, two years or year and a half now of of having a business baby and a a baby baby um, is just the sort of change in in boundaries and capabilities around Mm -hmm. the mental load. Like, because I think you know, I'm, I can multitask for sure. I remember early on, um, you know, about four or five months in, I was, I had a really important call I couldn't get out of with with two prospective clients who were, you know, these very kind of high powered businessmen type, and I ha- I had to nurse. Like Siggy was just my son Siggy was just losing it upstairs, and we had a we had childcare upstairs, and so I went and got him, and I was like, I'll just nurse him on the call; he'll be quiet. And I was nursing him on the call while on Zoom, so you couldn't see him. It was like my my you know upper body, yeah. right? But I'm nursing him under like having this like very hardcore business conversation about like metrics and KPIs and how our programs work while nursing. And then all of a sudden, um, my son like puts his tiny little hand into the frame. And these two men on this call were like, what, like, what was that? And I was in such like business focus mode that I like looked directly at the camera, like whilst kind of just gently pushing Siggy's hand down. And I was like, oh, it was a baby's hand. Anyway, and I like kept going. And they were like, wait, stop. Like, is that your baby? And I'm like, oh, yes, it's, it's my baby. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, and I'm like, oh, and then I like realized I kind of had to explain what was going on. So I was like, oh, I'm just nursing him. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird and embarrassing. And maybe this was a bad idea. And you know what? Christina, they were so like, they were so supportive and they were so in awe and they were like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. And so it was also a lesson, um, you know, in the fact that the world is changing. I mean, COVID is even transforming, I think, the world of parenting and work and how those things intersect so much too. And I think, you know, the, the more we move towards acceptance and tolerance that um, a lot of these things are hidden or out of camera, but they're happening um, are the better. And I think I think you'd be surprised how many people are, are more receptive to that and encouraging and supportive. And if anything, I think it made them, you know, trust me more and, and realize I was capable of more um, than, you know, than, than they might have otherwise. So it was a good, <laughs> a good experience. <laughs> That's so good. Well, you, you, you mentioned boundaries and systems. Do you, can you share maybe a little bit about how you've had to set boundaries um, through this. Cause I know that that's, yeah. that's just so important. Cause you really, you, you just can't do it all 24 seven. It just doesn't work anymore. Totally. And I mean, I think it's for me really happened on both the domestic side and the professional side. Um, and again, you know, those two worlds are, have been really blurred more than ever in the last few months, but um for, you know, for all of us. But yeah, I mean, for me, first of all, you know, I have an amazing and I'm so, you know, privileged and lucky to have like an amazing, supportive feminist husband who is like truly 50-50 with me in parenting and also works from home. And so 
you know, we are very communicative over like what meetings we have in a day um, when we have Siggy at home and, you know, how we will support each other um, and just constantly quite aware of one another's schedule and what is happening in each other's work so that we can like step in for one another. Um, so that makes it possible for me. And I really want to call that out and, and um, call my husband out, you know, positively for that, because I'm really grateful for that. So having, you know, having a good system um, at home with whoever is at home with you, um, if you are lucky to have that, then that would be a huge, huge thing. Um, and then on the work side, I think, you know, just being protective of time. I think we talked about this, you know, um, prior to, to to hopping on the podcast, and we've talked about it previously, I know it's just I really struggled with the loss of professional identity or the perceived impact to that part of my persona, which has really always been very important to me. Um, and I think, you know, getting over that and just being, and I'm lucky I have my own business so I can kind of be this person and create a culture in my own business um, where we do accept this, but like being unapologetic about the fact that my family time is like extremely important to me and it's a non-negotiable at the times that I set aside for it. So like, once Siggy's home from daycare, it's like, I'm offline. Like right. I will be online before he is home and I will like work super hard and I will like put in the time and I will go for it. But like when my son is around and I have set aside that time, like that is non-negotiable and that is his time. Um, so for me, it is, it's really just honoring the times that I set up for work as best as I can. And then really honoring the times that I set up for being present with my child, which, you know, when he is in view, I, I try my best to be um, so he's not like, why is my mom looking into like a lit up rectangle for her entire life? Um, yeah. So, so really, yeah. really honoring those two, two things. Um, yeah, those would be the biggest, biggest tips. I mean, there's, there's lots of other little things, but. No, that that's fantastic. Cause I, I learned that a lot even this year, cause um, trying to balance kids at home and and back and forth and remember we were playing charades and Piper was imitating me because she was like walking around with like a pretend like phone tablet and she's like look I'm mom I'm mom I'm always on my phone I'm mom <laughs> and Peter looks at me and I'm like oh uh, there'd be times where like I'd have the girls out for a walk but I'd be on a zoom call and and I was like I just trying to reiterate that these, these times are different, but also just being really aware of what's in my hand and, and trying to block those times that if I'm on a call, yes, but I don't always, you know, have to have my phone in my hand or mm -hmm. um, sort of setting that time aside because, yeah, it's been, it's been tricky to do. I saw a, a little post the other day that, you know, because a lot of times I remember when I was first a lot younger in my career thinking I was sort of, you know, irreplaceable, especially like before, like going on mat leave, I was like, mm -hmm. well, like, if they don't replace me, like, how is this, how are they even going to get the job done? Like, how is this, like, they're never going to be able to do this without me. Mm -hmm. And then you leave and you go on mat leave and, and then you see that the, the department's still running the big, the big ship that is, you know, the corporate world still goes on yeah. and you are replaceable. And that's okay. That is 100% okay. But you are not, re you know, you're not replaceable at home, you know, you're irreplaceable. And so um, yeah, so that you're just irreplaceable at home, you just, yeah, need to make sure that you set those boundaries for yourself and know that, yeah, just that they need you that they need you. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I think there's something to be said for having grace with yourself too. Like there are times where, you know, you just, especially with COVID, you know, I have so much empathy for, for everyone through this, but for, for working moms that, you know, have kids at home or had kids at home for that forever spring break, we just all went through, mm. um, you know, and I think you do have to have grace with yourself. There's that pressure of like, hey, don't always be on my phone or on my computer in front of my child. But at the same time, you know, it's okay sometimes in my view. Look, I was raised by a really tenacious, uh, amazing career woman for a mother. And yes, you know, there were things and, and we've talked about this, so I'm allowed to say it. She won't be upset. Um, you know, there were times where, you know, sh maybe she wasn't she did a pretty good job of this actually, but where she wasn't able to make everything or where, you know, her career did pull us 
pull her away from us. But in the big picture for me as a professional woman, I have so much respect for her and I have learned so much from her and I've learned so much of what I'm capable of um, because I share her, you know, drive and her passion. Um, and I think, you know, she taught me lessons inadvertently um, through some of those choices she makes. So I made, so I try to keep that top of mind um, versus like making myself feel guilty or, you know, having to sort of be really like one or the other. Like, yes, I, mm -hmm. I respect the time I've set aside for my child. Yes, I respect the time I've set aside for work. But if and when those two things collide, which which they do, they are going to, it's not an if, it's a when. Um, just being graceful with yourself and realizing, you know, it's probably not going to damage your child, like in the long term, maybe it'll actually mm -hmm. teach them a valuable lesson. Um, and it's also not going to damage your work. And, and, you know, or hopefully it doesn't. And, and if it does, you know, maybe it's a, a good lesson of, you know, working at the right place or doing the right thing too. So um, yes. yeah, just be graceful yeah. with yourself. Right. And, and that was, I, I said this a lot when I was on maternity leave that, you know, my goal was to turn maternity leave into eternity leave. Yeah. And I, and I didn't really realize, well, I guess I had a definition in my head, what that meant would be, you know, to have, to be an entrepreneur and, you know, to be able to set your own times and your own goals and of, you know, when you wanted to work and how you wanted to work and, you know, not be attached to that nine to five desk with no flexibility and, you know, someone mm -hmm. saying you know, when you can go, when you can essentially eat and jump and you say how high type deal. It just wasn't feeling right for me anymore. And I just had spent years doing the juggle and sprinting to work and everything time down to the minute and sort of realizing now as time is that maybe I really did turn maternity leave into eternity leave, being able to be home and work from home and have the flexibility to be um, with my girls and, you know, be able to kind of put a hold on your day to, you know, go jump in your friend's pool for the afternoon and, you know, just maybe check emails later in the evening. And it's been really kind of cool to see that, yeah, you really can show them that you can kind of have the type of work that, that you really, that you really want yet still show them that being a working, you can be a working mom and that, you know, we, we show up and we serve our community and we, we, we can do all the different things. I can be both. I can yeah. have both. Yeah, it's so true. And I think there's so much, um, you know, and you and I have talked about this at, at coffees and, and other things like that. You know, there's there's so much like reconciling of, a, of identity that comes, especially with, with new motherhood. But I think every time you have a child or, um, you know, it's, you, you ask yourself those questions, like, who am I? Like, what defines me? And I think for me, you know, I wanted to share this because I, I wish I had heard more narratives like this when I was pregnant. Like, I think I had like prepartum depression. Um, I don't know if that's the correct term for it, where I, I really, and I wasn't diagnosed. Um, no, I, I called it, I used to call it ap, like apre postpartum. Like it hit me when I was like back to work and then just feeling like I was falling apart and yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. No, I mean, but, well, for me, it was actually before I had the baby. Like it was when I was oh, pregnant. Was like pre-pre. Yeah. Pre-partum <laughs> depression, like pre-baby pre depression. And for me, it was like, um, yeah, I just was like, I, I was mourning the loss of my childless self. I was so grateful um, to have gotten mm. pregnant and to, to be carrying a healthy baby. Um, but I, I was just really like, struggling with this loss of, you know, what my life had been like. And there wasn't a lot of narratives around that, like, because the expectation when you're pregnant is you're so happy and you're joyful. And I have lots of friends who mm -hmm. it's been really hard to get pregnant. So you don't want to like show any faltering in that joy and appreciation. But the reality is, is, oh, sorry, I'm laughing because there's this is my life now. There's a child's toy, uh, a horse name in the background. Um, but, uh, I didn't heard that. I'm not, I'm not in a farm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, a little comedic relief there. But um, yeah, I guess all I'm saying is that I think it's really healthy to hear that, um, yeah, that it's okay to like be struggling with that. And it's okay to, to, 
to constantly be looking at renegotiating like what your identity is and you don't have to decide on one thing you don't have to be like i'm career like woman and that's who i am or like i'm like amazing holistic you know stay-at-home mom that's like there and present and doing all the things like it's okay to sort of be figuring out where you fall on that spectrum and it's actually okay if what you're identifying with changes. You know, you mentioned, Christine, I think that, you know, with with Quinn, it was a very different experience than with Piper. And, and maybe that for me with a second child too. And I think, I think we just need to give ourselves permission to know it's okay that you don't have to f- define yourself as one thing. And it's okay to be um, struggling with, with where you kind of fall on that spectrum of identity. Yes, I think that is, hits the nail on the head. And that's really what I've over the summer too is it's okay to change it's okay to change yeah you you get to you get to be whoever you are but you don't have to be that same person forever and that's growth and development and I think that's also which then makes you feel uncomfortable and then you're like oh no okay nope not no I think I just won't change and I'll stay (laughs) stay in this spot when really that's just natural progression of growth and change and and the world and 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 then you just start to feel better because you like label it and then you're like oh oh actually okay no this is me this is this is good totally totally and it helps if you're like a bit of an asshole like me and you don't like being pigeonholed into one identity because I think (laughs) so much as women we we are we suffer from that affliction so for me, I'm like, whatever you're pigeonhole me into, I'm probably going to go hard in the other direction. So when I was pregnant and people were like, oh, you're pregnant, like, and really treating me with gentle gloves, I was like, no way, like, I'm a badass, da, 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 da. like, don't yeah. treat me like I'm injured, like, I'm like a woman warrior. And then now <laughs> at work, when people are like, putting too much on my plate, I'm like, I'm a mother, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> so you also get to choose uh, what what you uh, what you're leaning yeah. into and playing up, and that's okay too. <laughs> yes. Well, I was like, that's a really good seg- segue. Speaking of like identities, you you have done a lot of things in your time here <laughs> on <laughs> the world, and you know, for being. Um, mom and women in our in our 30s you have you had some really like I don't even know like rad jobs roles opportunities um and you know you highlight them every once in a while on your Instagram and I'll be like oh wow she was a radio DJ you worked in radio right you worked at a radio station yeah I was a radio journalist up in up in the Yukon yeah and you've also been like how did then how did you become like miss yukon oh it it's rendezvous queen is the official name um yeah it's a it's a funny story i i i always joke that i think i've had like career nine lives and uh life journey nine lives and i think you know, I've always been someone that has had the man, man, mantra of mantra mantra um, of embrace discomfort. You know, because it leads to personal um, evolution and professional evolution, and just sort of yeah, new experiences and and all that. So I I went up north. I got a job. Uh, I'd finished my broadcasting degree, and I went up north and I got a job at um, actually an indigenous focused radio station that was like a subsidiary of APTN, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. It was such a great experience. But whilst there, I was living in the Yukon, and I was just I don't know trying to meet people and learn more about you know the history and all that. And I found out about this competition um for rendezvous queen which is essentially like the queen of this like gold rushed themed festival in the winter that that happens to kind of keep people happy during the very long uh northern winters and the funniest thing about this is that um in order to kind of win and participate you have to dress in like an 1890s ball gown um like with snow boots underneath um, and like really adopt the mannerisms and lifestyle of like an 1898 gold rush woman. And so that is what I did for like a few months. I, or maybe, yeah, two, two, two or three months. Um, I, I wore like these ball gowns and these like feathers in my hair. And I, I did a swimsuit competition, which of course was like an 1890s swimsuit. So it was like pantaloons and a bonnet. 
Um, still waiting for that trend to come back. Um, and it was just really funny. And I, I had to like sell raffle tickets and learn about the history of the North. And I had to do like a talent show. And what was pretty epic was that um, my my partner at the time, my ex, his mom was the rendezvous queen in 1970. Um, so it was like a big deal, like for me to win. Yeah, she was like willing it to happen. She was like this tough Northern woman. So she definitely like gave me her dress and all sorts of tips and pointers. But yeah, I, I ended up becoming um, queen of queen of the North, Miss Miss rendezvous queen. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, the, that's 10 out of 10. I didn't realize that you had to like commit to the um like you know Klondike lifestyle. Of, <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't you know, show I didn't show my ankle one weekend. You know, for the weekend we sort of do it up. No, we're we want to see how long you can really manage this uh, life and dress for you know two three the pretty much the length of winter. Yep, here in the north. Totally. And it was, you know, you, you know, you weren't allowed to show your ankles and you, you weren't allowed to drink in public. That one was, was hard for me. Um, and uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a pretty funny experience. And, you know, the North is so amazing. It's full of such amazing people. So I'm really grateful yeah. for that time. Uh, but it was definitely my friends in Vancouver, you know, before that, I was like, totally city girl. And they were all like messaging me as these posts were going up on it, you know, different social media being like, like, where are you? Like, what, who are you? What is, what is going on? <laughs> but it oh, was that, that is, that is, that is too, that is too good. I, uh, I didn't actually know, know the whole story there. So that's, that's really good. It makes me think of like when you sell, um, I think one of the biggest things I ever, was selling um when I had boy had boycotted our high school prom and then decided to sell tickets like out of my garage and like create my own prom oh I love and, it and called like so my maiden name is Belle so we called it Belle's Ball Yay. and we made everyone like not go to the high school prom and so we could create our own prom and had like sponsors and we had a band and and we invited all the high schools like in the community and sold tickets out of my garage and we made like two thousand dollars and donated it all back to the graduation and school and stuff but like those like fun those fun like when you don't even realize that entrepreneurship is like in your blood and you just don't even know it yet (laughs) yes well I mean it's interesting right like it all ties in that is so cool I remember you guys posted about that and I was like that is awesome like what what an entrepreneurial spirit at such a young age and I think you know it really speaks to the fact that and you know tying it to motherhood that like so much of this is about embracing the unknown um just with curiosity and an open heart and you know doing away with imposter syndrome um I certainly felt like an imposter and like a corset and a bonnet and stuff. Um, And so, you know, just leaning into kind of to situations that might be uncomfortable or um, just foreign and and not, you know, something you ever thought yourself doing, but then you do it and you grow from it and you learn from it. And for me, that's like really the attitude that I've approached motherhood with too, is like um, just being on an adventure and being open and curious and, yeah and and not necessarily knowing everything which I certainly do not but kind of just being willing to learn and and treat it like that yes and that's really what we were so really what we wanted to create here just an opportunity for moms to come uh, to a space to see two regular moms who don't have it all figured out we are still learning and figuring it out but they're like hey come for the ride and if you can share something with us and we'll share something with you and we're you know definitely not taking ourselves too seriously you know we think you know everybody is beautiful everybody is beautiful you know join us on this adventure and and it's just been the best it's been the best ride so far. Oh, well, you guys are doing such an amazing job of that. And I think, you know, I shared with you earlier, Christina, that that you guys were launching the Mom Babes right when I had Siggy. And 
I've really felt like I've been on this journey with you, um, both, you know, you guys <laughs> growing your business baby and then with me growing my baby baby <laughs> um, and feeling like, you know, you've created such a wonderful and in- inclusive community and and um, showed so beautifully, I think, and vulnerably. And, and that's so much of actually, um, you know, what my job revolves around as well, like, you know, bringing that vulnerability to public spaces and and showing different views. And you guys have really demonstrated that motherhood is not a monolithic experience. And, and that's okay, you know, it's, it's okay um, to, to have different views, to have different approaches to, you know, if you're someone that doesn't ha- let your kids have screen time, cool, you do you. Like if you're someone that does, like cool, you do you. Like there's no one right way to do this. It's like based on you, your individual experience and your child. And um, I think the message I've really gotten from the mom babes is like, whoever you are, like you are the best determinant of that and and it's okay. And you give a lot of women permission to lean into that instinct. And um, yeah, I'm just really appreciative for, I, every time a post comes up by you guys, it's always like, something that I like kind of grappling with in my own life. And I, I really have found it um, to be like a steady hand through this really crazy journey of motherhood. And especially through this re- really crazy journey of 2020, because what the heck what is that about? What is going on? <laughs> well, we are, yeah, we are just so happy to be holding hands with you and, and all the moms, the moms here. And we just, Oh, we just love you all so much. And thank you. That is, that is so kind because we don't, um, we don't always, we don't always hear the and see the feedback. Um, we we always know that like, because you know everybody's here, but to to share and and to share with us it means so much, and we just we just love that. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. There's lots of us, I think, that that feel the way I do. And I do miss Coffee Club. I got to say, I know it's not really doable, but yeah, we know that some rendition of Coffee Club. I, we gonna, I, we're, I'm going to have to, I know we were missing like the, just the socials and, and, the, yeah. and the planning because those were always just sort of that continual thing that, and that connection. And I think that's what we're all yeah, missing a little, a little, we're, I know we're missing it for sure. Yeah, I mean, you guys, the socials, I just want to share a story about the socials because, you know, when I first got pregnant with Siggy and then when I had him, um, you know, and I'll just speak honestly here um, because I think it would be helpful for other moms who may be in the position I was in. Um, I love being a mom and it's such an important part of my identity and I love my son and my child and I, I you know, I take my role as a mother very seriously but, um, you know, I didn't find there was a lot of other women that I connected with at first in Squamish. I'd go to like the mom groups and, you know, the mom Facebooks and things like that. And and I actually personally felt a little bit of judgment because I did go back to work so soon or because I didn't have a long mat leave and I couldn't do all the drop-in stuff. And it was hard to meet people. And, mm-hmm. you know, the coffee club and the socials were two things that I, you know, somehow finagled my schedule to be able to commit to. And at one of the socials, I remember meeting um, actually one of your your business coaches, I think it was. Um, yeah. And it was just, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was telling her about my experience and and she was sort of sharing her experience and that she hadn't taken a big mat leave with one of her kids and, and it was really tricky and here's why. And we just related and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel seen. Like I just needed to talk to another woman that was in my position and not feel judgment and not feel guilt and not feel like... I was making the wrong choice um, and how to make the right choice with that choice I had already made and, and the right choices. And yeah, so I, I really appreciate that you guys held space again for a real diverse range of, of mothers and mothering experiences. And I, it was my first experience in Squamish of really feeling seen and connected and supported and like my experience was being shared by someone else. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I, I, I just love that because one of the biggest reasons that I started Coffee Club was, yes, it was to have, you know, to meet some moms who would, I would um, know some of the moms who had kids around the same age as Quinn, because I had a larger age gap between kids. But it was also, I knew that I had a really strong 
circle of of friends and mums and I wanted that for other mums. Like I would walk into different community groups and you would see everybody, you know, you they kind of kind of talking and you could you could just like you could see that they all wanted to be friends with each other but they didn't really know how. Like you could <laughs> see that they all wanted to 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 be friends but or they would be like, "Okay, well, see you next week." Like thinking like, "Well, then just just ask for her phone number and then she could maybe see you again. Like you wanted to like, you wanted to like hook them all up together so that they could all. And I was like, that's it. I'm just having them all over to my house and they can all come and meet moms and meet like-minded those who wanted to do the same things. And, you know, I've been able to, I've had different moms run into me at grocery stores and things and say, you know, I'm, I'm like, my bubble is some of the moms that I met at coffee club. And, and I'm like, that's just the greatest thing to me because I, of course I would, I'll be friends with everybody, but I didn't need to be friends with everybody. It was always like, my goal, it was, was for them. And I wanted it for them because I wanted other mothers to have what I had. And I just know how important it is. And that was, um, yeah, that, that was really why. You're the best. You're like the, you guys were like the mommy matchmakers. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. The mom matchmakers. I was like, oh, just remember like when you were in like grade four and you'd just say, hey, do you want to come over to my house and be friends with me? That's all you have to do. Just say, hey, come be my friend. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's so true, Christina. Like I, I feel like I'm, I'm relatively new to the town we both live in, in, in Squamish, mm-hmm. BC. And you know, you, you obviously know lots of people and um, are very connected in the community, but I feel like I've been like friend dating. It's crazy. And it's exhausting. Like I'm like, first of all, I feel like I need like a friend Tinder. I don't know if that exists. I should know I wouldn't check, but I don't know if it does. Um, But I've been going on like friend Tinder dates almost like not Tinder, but (laughs) husband's like, what you're on Tinder. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's, it is hard, I think, as we get older sometimes to meet people and, and where do you meet people? And now with COVID, it's like a whole other thing too. But and then I also think having a child, again, like those people that I was hanging out with maybe who, who didn't have kids, like, of course, I'm still making time for them and vice versa, but for sure stuff changes. Like, you know, we can't come over and like party till, you know, 1am at your house. Like our baby goes to bed at six, like yeah, we're like five o'clock. Like, <laughs> like, would you like to come over between three and six? Dinner will be at 430 if that works for you. <laughs> and it'll probably be Annie's organic pasta. Um, yeah. And then or yeah, like, you're like, oh, does your child like hot dogs? Because that's what we're going to have. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, you know, we find ways to make it work and, and, and all that. But I think it, it can be a really difficult time to meet new friends at a time where actually, you know, having friends is quite important, even just to like text and touch base with. So I think it's such a, a great idea. And yes, uh, finding finding friends as an adult, let alone as a new mother is certainly it's been a journey. But I have friends, guys. I don't want you to think I have friends. I've made some friends. <laughs> yeah, you, can always, you can always call me. Just call me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, and one other, this is, I have no segue to this. This is just um, the next thing that I just think is so cool about um, you and your family is your sailboat. That oh. you are brave enough to take a one-year-old and then previously and and then you don't even just go on your boat you like sleep on the boat and travel and live on your sailboat during the summer and like I guess seasons when it's safe to be on a boat yeah yeah that's that's the cool thing thank you thanks Christina yeah we um we uh funny story about the sailboat. So um, I I went through like quite a bad breakup before I met my husband. And, um, and, you know, I had just met my husband, like, you know, we had gone on like a date, and I went to Bali. And I was still kind of reeling from my previous relationship and and kind of navigating that heartbreak. And also really excited that I had met this person um, who actually knew I knew my husband in high school and and in junior, junior school or elementary school. Um, 
but we remet as as <laughs> at the tender age of 33. Um, and uh, on on Bumble, yay dating apps. Um, yay. But yeah, so we had just gone on a date. I went to Bali and I sort of had like a life and a death in my heart at once because I was like mourning this previous relationship, which was really like a divorce um, more than, you know, it was like a legal separation pretty much. Um, and then, you know, I'd met this new guy who I was really into, but was also like treading carefully because it was it was pretty soon. And I went to this healer in Bali um, as one does, I was like fully yeah. eat, pray, love mode. Just oh, like, eat, pray, love, absolutely. Um, yes. And living that cliche, and I, I met this healer in Bali. And short story, you know, I ended up having this vision while I was in this healing session of like being on a sailboat, surrounded by light, and there was like a little, uh, you know, I think there was two little children, and 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 Colin, like my my future husband. And I was like, oh my God, that was so powerful. And it was just this happy, colorful, amazing experience. And, you know, obviously I'm like, was telling my friend who I was with, I'm like, should I, should I tell Colin about this? And she was like, oh my God, do not. That's like a stage five clinger move. Like, do not tell him that. And I was like, okay. And then like, obviously I'm a Leo. I like have no secrets. So I like called him right away and told him. Told him. <laughs> and so I like tell him this story and he's like quiet for a sec. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, like, why did I tell him this story? And his response was, well, I guess we better get a sailboat. <laughs> oh. Oh. And, and I was like, what? And and so we did. I came back to Vancouver and you know, we we went on a few more dates and uh and one of them was to the boat show and then one of them was to a marina. And we ended up buying this this old um 1980, uh it's older, just a just a bit older than us, um, green yep. Ontario sailboat. And yeah, and we we do. We spend a lot of time on it. I got to tell you, with kids, this is the secret. People think boating is is like with kids. That's crazy. But you know what? You just put a harness on them and <laughs> a life jacket. And it's awesome because they sleep in the boat. It like rocks. It's like a giant, you know, bassinet essentially. And so you can yeah. swim and sail and enjoy life like and be out and, and moving around during nap time. So it's like actually an awesome thing to do with kids. Now, I will confess with a two-year-old or almost two-year-old, my son's like 19 or 20 months, um, they it is a bit trickier. And we have actually, we didn't go out on the boat as much this summer. It just felt a bit overwhelming. Um, yeah. But but we will get back into it. And it is it is awesome. And, and our son loves it. So that's good. Oh, that's awesome. I love seeing, I just love seeing the pictures. Like my sister, Carolyn, and I grew up on boats our grandfather has sailboats and um our dad was a fisherman and so just we neither of us have boats now and maybe one day we will but it i just um yeah it just brings back a lot of like wonderful memories and i think it's just and i guess too from where we live we have the opportunity to kind of get out pretty quickly too if we want to so um out on the water so I just I think that is I think that's so cool and I just love how my um husband is also someone I met or I knew for a long time before we got together and yeah those 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 young friendships always seem to turn out best they do yeah that shared shared history and and yeah. all that and yeah no for sure I remember you telling me about that and I thought it was such a yeah. great story um yeah. by the way Christina I, as you may have heard earlier in this podcast I am accepting friend applications so if you would like to come out on the boat um oh I'd love to offer you a ride in exchange for your friendship <laughs> and sold <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just hear, what's that? It's like that sail away. I don't even know if there's like a, I don't know. Oh, the Enya, Enya, song? Yeah, Enya, Enya song? I was like, I can hear that in the distance. <laughs> I can hear that actually in the distance because we, we keep our boat and we also spend a lot of time up the Sunshine Coast. And that's a, that's a Coast FM frequent flyer. They, they rock that song quite a lot. Um, so I, Enya is, is more of a soundtrack to my life. I care to admit <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So I was like, and I guess just the, what are you like? I was just gonna ask you a couple of like your like sort of like summer faves that you've had. Like, like, well, actually, we are we joined a book club together. Have you read Have you read the book yet for next week? <laughs> I have read like some of it. 
Okay, because I was like, I've gotten, I'm in the first like chapter. I think I, I know we don't have to read the whole thing. Um, we just have to read the first like 50 pages or so, but that is fun. But yeah, were you reading any books this summer? Any podcasts? Any, I don't even like any favorite, any favorites like, or favorite Netflix show or something? Okay. That you're, I have like, yeah, I have to admit something. I, so my job, I work with business leaders. It's a lot of writing. It's a lot of reading, a lot of business articles. It's like very, I used to be a huge consumer of fiction and I just haven't been able to get into fiction for the last few years just because I work in like business nonfiction. Um, yeah. But I, my guilty pleasure right now, uh, to answer your question, no, I didn't re- really read any full books, although I dabbled in like Glennon Doyle's Untamed, which is awesome. Oh. Yeah, um, I, I that one's sitting on the on the nightstand as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that one, um, I've been dabbling in some parenting books. I've been, you know, reading uh, Rest Play Grow and a few of those other ones. Um, but I like take parenting books with a grain of salt. Where you know, I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I'll take the parts I like and like check the things that make me feel shitty about myself. Um, yeah, just rip uh, those pages out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, right now, uh, I am I'm really into Love Island. And I'm so <laughs> embarrassed to admit this because like yeah. I know it's it's awful. Like it is like the worst of humanity in, in this show. But I was talking to my girlfriend and she was like, the first season of that show came out in my when I had my first baby, and she was like, it was like some weird messed up gift from the Matt Leave gods because <laughs> it's the most mindless dribble like it's like all these very synthetic like highly surgerized probably quite damaged people um who are living in this villa and it's right now it's during the pandemic so they, they're all like quarantining together essentially and they're all like hooking up and I don't know it's just it's like so awful but it's like something I can put on at the end of the day of like figuring out what to put in the daycare lunch and cleaning the things from the daycare lunch and what's you gonna wear tomorrow and is the laundry done and where's my work at and this that and the other and I can put on the show and I can just check the f out and be like yeah. I don't have to think none of these people are thinking and <laughs> I'm just gonna watch this and feel no shame about it so it is oh, I well I found um the golden girls all like eight seasons on prime so my gosh i'm slowly um i turn that on at night when my husband's um often out in the evenings with with fire calls and fire practice and such and so if i'm just sort of sitting working or writing and yeah listening to (laughs) dorothy you know yell at um they're the best yelling at somebody all the time and I just she's my favorite and um or B Arthur and I just I never watched it growing up so um I think it's just the funniest and yeah I'm a total sucker for like reality tv so um no judgment here because getting to watch shows that I love that when like they're not thinking so I'm not thinking so I'm thinking that this is a good idea to watch. So it like is. It. My husband is like so into it too. And like he has guy friends that are into it. We're like live texting people. Like it's, yeah, it's actually, it is embarrassing. But here, there you go. I will also say we did Lord of the Rings. We did Lord of the Rings this summer. Like my husband hadn't seen any of them. And I like have watched them all and read a lot of Tolkien and make many Lord of the Rings references in my life. And so I feel like he finally understands my language now. Like when I'm like, oh my God, that guy's like, moving like an end. He's so slow. My husband's like, I'm with you. Like, I understand why when I gave you your engagement ring, you spent like two weeks looking at it being like, my precious. <laughs> I'm like, welcome to the cultural reference that you have not been part of for our three years of marriage. Well, yeah. that's how I felt when I watched the last, my husband really wanted to see the last Star Wars in the theater. And I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. No. And I'm like, but I love going to the movie theater, like love, love, love any sort of movie theater movie. Like I just love the whole experience of going to the movies and the popcorn, like the, the fountain Coke, the whole thing. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, no, we're okay. Let's go see star Wars. It's actually amazing how, if you like just by osmosis and like living the last 37 years of my life that I can know what's happening and like who all the characters are and fully 
understand. And like, I'm crying at the end. Like I've watched, like I've committed my life when only able to really only ever seen two hours of star Wars. And, um, yeah, like you really can just watch the last one and you'll get it. You really will. Yep. It's good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I honestly, I'm, I'm obsessed with star Wars. And when, um, when, uh, one of them came out, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was like, the, not the return of the uh what was it called the revenge of the sith or whatever oh, yeah. um and i remember when that came out i was like so wanting a pure experience of it christina that i drove out to silver city in richmond and i wouldn't let anyone come with me i was like i don't even want the sound of another human being next to me breathing to like paint this experience for me like that's how deep of a relationship Anakin and I are in right now. And so I like went, I got my giant popcorn. There's like nothing better than movie theater popcorn and like no. a giant Coke. And, no. um, and yeah, I just went and sat there with my like le- liter of cola and my like body bag of popcorn and, and just really had a, a very special two and a half hours there to myself. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Cause yeah, I, I remember going on a date with someone to see the Lord of the Rings. And like, it was like three hours of my life that I'm like, I, this isn't, this isn't for me. I can appreciate it. I think it's like, I can appreciate all like the cinematic of it and give them all the Oscar wins, but <laughs> God bless your husband for marathoning through Lord of the Rings this summer with you. <laughs> well, we had we had a good conversation about what if we had to pick four different characters from Lord of the Rings, what we would be and it was a real moment of self-honesty for me because I was like obviously I'd be like the elf witch queen like Galadriel, like she's a badass. Um and then I'd also be a little bit of a hobbit because I have the little like chubby cheeks. And then I'd also be um a, a shield maiden of Rohan because they're like, you know, strong women that like you know, ride horses and stuff. And then if I was really honest with myself, I was like, I'm, I'm also part orc. Like I'm also <laughs> one of those big orc warlords. That's like, oh, I guess meets back on the menu. And that's like when I'm in a bad mood or when I'm having a bad mom day, I, I for sure take on the persona of an orc. And it was just me being honest. And I think he really appreciated that. <laughs> like, you are indeed one quarter orc. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's too. Yeah, no, I haven't. No, haven't had that conversation with my husband. My husband yet? No, but uh, we definitely, we definitely like watch all the like, yeah, watch all the movies, watch all the shows, and we just, uh, we just finished up the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So that was our, that was our summer. I love that. Did you did you like it? Oh, I, we loved it. Like it was because it's up there with like Downton Abbey and like just those real because I've also had to do like Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy and all of uh, what is the other one like Game of Thrones and and I'm like how about something like light and lovely (laughs) yes and period pieces you know like where you really get to see the like I love that I love that show too and all the like 50s and 50s clothes and different things like that it's just yeah I love anything that yeah. set in an era it was yeah it was that was a that one was a good one now it's um yeah just to figure out what's next I guess that's pretty much the theme of life right now what's next <laughs> it is although I do have a question for other moms out there on the subject of tv so I one thing I am not good at and I need to if anyone has any tips or tricks you know after listening to this that they can send me as to how to like focus whilst children's programming is on I I honestly like when I'm trying to work and there's like some sort of cartoon or even Sesame Street I feel so bad it's like sacrilege to the Sesame Street I grew up on it but like I actually find myself like fantasizing about like punching Big Bird in the face like I'm like oh my god I just need to get this like you know article done and like I I want to kill Big Bird I'm sorry like I can't handle the sound of cartoons so I don't know why is that just me? Does anyone else struggle with this? Like it brings it's out this like, rage in me. It's like Elmo's world, do 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 do, and then it's like you know, and then there's and Elmo loves you, and like yes, no, I can't. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I think I must have just like gotten used to it. Sometimes I just have to be like, I feel like now I understand, like when I come in the house or somewhere, and I'm like, turn it 
down like my dad used to when he'd like come in the door at five o'clock and you know everyone sort of bouncing on the couches and like I don't know Chippendale Rescue Rangers is on and he's like turn that off and it's just like now I'm like oh right I'm just old and sensitive <laughs> I know but you know what there's that one show there's one show I really am behind and it's called, have you I don't know if you've seen it it's Boss Baby oh my god <laughs> this is Piper's like Piper's Jam like she there, there's actually just a new season another season's come out and she's currently power watching it and like it she's like mom like she'll wake up in the morning and she's like mom I'm just gonna go down and watch Boss Baby I'm like okay oh Bye. my gosh I'm Piper and I are like we are on the same wavelength I feel like Boss Baby is the confluence of my life because I work <laughs> with executives not that I'm comparing any of my clients to like naughty babies at all but just the like language and the kind of like boss yeah. attitude and then just like the little baby and and I have a baby and I work with bosses so I I relate to that show and I I quite enjoy it yeah the the show and then have you because there's the there's a movie too like they did a movie first and then there's like a tv show oh yeah from I, the- I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in all of it and even my son who's just you know learning to speak like I'll put it yeah. on I'll be like boss baby boss yeah <laughs> you got it yeah on this, we can agree, Siggy. Yeah. Oh, I I love it. I could, honestly, I think the, the two of us, we could sit here all, we could just sit here all day long. Uh, I know. Is, so now, now we know it. We just need to go out and have wine and hang out and um, be friends. You no longer, no, you can like, what is it? Swipe? Do you swipe left or swipe right on Tinder when you want to like match with someone? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I was like, swipe left when you, because swipe, I guess swipe right when you're trying to like bypass them, right? And then swipe yeah. left when it's match. So you can, yeah. Tinder m- motherhood matchmaking, swipe left. Okay, there we go. Perfect. I'm, yeah. I'm swiping left on you, and we're going to go out <laughs> on the boat, and we're going to like throw some boss baby on in the cabin, put our kids in harnesses, <laughs> shove them down there, and drink some wine and talk about Love Island. I can't wait. Uh, that sounds that sounds like a dream come that sounds heavenly. I'm gonna wear my 1890s ball gown just for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go find my I gotta go find yeah, my captain's my sailor my sailor hat. We did Carol and I did have matching sailor dresses um oh. in in life. So when our grandparents used to dress us up in sailor outfits and then because we grew up in spending time with them in Gibson's on the Sunshine Coast and then um going out to like the local like fish and chip shop in our sailor oh my gosh I just have to add that to like we didn't talk about this but I just love that is a amazing but I just love the relationship that you and Carolyn have and I'm really close as you guys have probably seen with my sister Grace and um it's just really beautiful I mean we're, we're very lucky to have sisters and that's so awesome you've got you've got two little girls um and you know how how amazing that bond can be and it's just really inspiring to see you and Carolyn and how you guys really support one another and build off each other's strengths and, and raise one another up. And yeah, it, it makes, oh, it makes me, uh, yeah, it warms my heart. Cause I have that too with my sister and I'm very grateful for that relationship. Me, me too. Yeah. She like, I, I think that's one of my greatest joys now is, is raising these, these two girls who are just essentially madly in love and obsessed with each other. And I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier and just how Piper is just always taking care of Quinn and looking out for her and so cautious and, and caring and because her sister's a bit of a, a wild sass pot and, and puts up with um, puts up with her. So it's just the sweetest. But yeah, sisters, sisters are the best in this and um, and this sisterhood and the sisterhood here. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your work schedule and your day today to hang out with me for the last hour. Oh, no worries. No, thank you for having me. I'm I'm so grateful to get a chance to chat with you and reflect on on working and motherhood and, and all those things that I think lots of women are facing right now, um, especially with, with the pandemic. I think it's heightened that. So Hopefully it was helpful to hear a little bit about my experience. And I'm always interested to hear from others too, around how they're navigating this time. Yes. So where can, where can, um, where can we find you? Where, if we wanted to connect with, 
you or um, ask you to be our friend, where would we find you? Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm active on my Insta, although I'm like totally one of those people that it's like all baby spam. So if you don't want to follow me there, I will not be upset. I, I'm also on LinkedIn. So just search for my name, Caroline Carter Smith um, or Caroline JC on, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that that's usually where where I hang out. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much. Um, this, yeah, will episode will be up for, um, I think just before beginning of October, just before Thanksgiving. So, oh, wow. Yes. So thank you. Yes. Thank you again, my dear. And, um, yeah, I will see you hopefully soon. You bet, Christina. Thank you so much for having me and, and thanks to everyone who listened. And yeah, thanks again so much for creating the Mom Babes. It's uh, it's really been a difference maker, I know, in my life as a mom and I think many, many others. So really appreciate you and Carolyn. Oh, you're so welcome. All right, Mom Babes, that's it for this pep talk. We hope your cup is full and we thank you for making the choice to prioritize you today. If you enjoyed today's episode and want more information, then head on over to our website at themombabes.com forward slash podcast, or better yet, share this episode over on Instagram. It's pretty much our favorite place to hang out. So until next time, keep showing up and rocking your best self.